Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. I am your host, Gary Kochi. So let me introduce you to Kevin Dom. Hello. So I have a number of questions to learn about you mm-hmm. and community theater. So let's see how much we can get through, all right? Sure. Uh, so what got you into community theater? Well, I started as a freshman in college. And it, it started as a social thing. I had never done it before, but some of my friends were in the theater group. And I started helping out backstage and things like that. And then I ended up auditioning for a production, got cast, and got hooked. And so I, I did it fairly obsessively all through college. And I graduated college in 92. And ever since then, I've been uh, involved in community theater wherever I lived. So what was that first show? You remember? The very first show was actually a student-written production. WPI, which is where I was an undergraduate, had a, an annual festival of student-written theater. Oh, okay. And so when I was a freshman, there were 25 shows in the festival. There were over 100 roles. Wow. And so everybody who <laughs> tried out got some sort of part. <laughs> but it was interesting because it, I went into the audition and—, and the 25 directors were all sitting there, and, and I did my, you know, two-minute monologue or whatever. And then one of the directors handed me a script, which was 10 pages long, and said, I want you to play the actor. But it turns out, you know, the actor is about seven of those 10 pages. Ooh. So I was like, what have I gotten myself into? But I ended up having a great experience, and, and I've been hooked ever since. Well, that's great. Great to hear that. Mm-hmm. So that means how long have you been in community theater? Um, how many years so, since? Yeah, 1989 was that first show. 89. And so, you know, that was that was college theater, and, and I've been doing community theater here in the South Jersey region since 2001. Okay, so, so roughly 26 years, but since 2001 here. Okay. Yeah. So what all have you done within community theater? Of course, you acted. You said you did a little bit of backstage work. What? Yeah, and, and um, that's how I got in originally uh, before the— uh, the student written production that I told you about before was was in March, and so there were a couple of productions before that where I helped out backstage. And I've done over the years. I've directed a few things, and I was a producer once. But mostly, I just have been when I wasn't actually in a show, or even if I was in the cast, I've I've tried to be an extra pair of hands to help out. You know, with set construction, with whatever needed helping out with. A little painting yeah. and grab some props. and All right. That's right. So what might be your most memorable moment in community theater? Well, the most memorable thing I've done was probably going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So in Edinburgh, uh, they have a, a festival of, of theater. It's more than a month long. They have something similarly named in Philadelphia, but it's not on the same scale oh, okay. as the Fringe Festival at Edinburgh. And so my college theater group rented a venue, and for one week we were performing in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Wow. And now we were this – is, this is a really extraordinary thing because there's – when I was there, and, and this was decades ago, but when I was there, there were over 150 venues in the Fringe Festival – and they were all starting at like 8 a.m. and had show after show after show until evening. And so we were we were doing our performances at like 9.30 a.m. And so <laughs> there there were less than 10 people in the audience. And that, oh, yeah. that was normal in the Fringe Festival. And so, you know, in the one hand, it feels a little strange to have, 
to have traveled from Massachusetts to Edinburgh, Scotland to, to, to perform in front of less than 10 people. But on the other hand, you know, it was a really terrific experience to be there with a group of friends. We we got our performance in and then for the rest of the day, we got to enjoy the Fringe Festival ourselves. And so we, you know, the we other saw shows. 15 or so performances during that week and we, we got to see the city and it was just a really, really memorable experience. You know, not necessarily my my greatest personal achievement in <laughs> acting, but certainly the most memorable thing I've done in theater. Well, in that case, what is your most uh, achievement, big achievement in acting? Well, I was in a show called The Boys Next Door when I was a senior in college. Okay. The Boys Next Door, it's a beautiful play. It doesn't get done that often on the amateur circuit, uh, though I believe there was a production of it a few years ago in Collingswood. Okay. And I, I think part of the reason it doesn't get done that often in the amateur circuit might be uh, one one thing is there are some fairly specific demands and what what it needs technically for a set oh wow uh, okay. one thing is the main characters are all male that's and, tough you know a lot that's of a tough. lot of groups would would rather have a better gender balance than that especially yeah. with the casting pool they have available but it's a play about four men with various mental challenges uh, my my character the, the word that was used in the script was retarded, okay. but the script was written in the early 80s, and I imagine they would use different terminology now if, if they were writing right the play now. Uh, but that, mm-hmm. that was the condition my character had, and I had to, to create that, 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 <laughs> that character. character believably. And so it's about these four gentlemen who live in a group apartment uh, who are uh, wards of the state um, to varying degrees because mm-hmm. of their, their mental challenges and the social worker who's in charge of them. And it's a really fantastic show. It's the kind of show that uh, the audience, if it's well done, is going to be laughing hysterically one minute. And, and But there are also some very touching and, and somber moments in it. And I actually, interestingly enough, during intermission of the performance, uh, one of my friends was sitting in the audience wearing a theater t-shirt. So it was obvious <laughs> to the people around him that he was part of the group, not not just a random audience member. And and he was asked by the people sitting around him whether whether that guy Kevin was really retarded. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's 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 an unusual compliment, but I I yeah. I appreciated it. And and I had done a lot of research and, and visited a real group home where three gentlemen who had Down syndrome lived and and learned about life and going to having a job in a sheltered workshop and and some things like that 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 would be part of the daily lives of the characters in the show. And so it was very gratifying after putting all that time in and all that effort into to, to try to be faithful to the story and to the people, to to try to convey it accurately without looking like we were making fun of these people. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, just trying to portray realistic characters that, that it came off well enough that some, some people thought I really, really? had that, that condition. And... So that was very gratifying. Oh, good to hear that. Of course, that's definitely an uptime in your performances. Mm-hmm. But has there been a worst experience in community theater? Well, the thing about <laughs> bad experiences is, you know... You block them out of your head? I, but, but, but we've also had some experiences that felt bad at the time that are now funny. Okay. Like the time we were doing a murder mystery, it was a show called The Real Inspector Hound. And there was a gun that didn't go off. <laughs> okay. At the time, it, it felt absolutely gut-wrenching. 
And the thing about it was I was holding a gun in my hand and it was the big dramatic finale of the show. And I, I was supposed to, to shoot another one of the characters and, and he was supposed to fall over dead. And the gun didn't go off. It was just a, a cap gun. It was supposed to make a noise and it didn't go off. It didn't make a noise. And so we had actually put a contingency in place in case this happened. Oh, good. <laughs> where one of the people backstage was going to bang this thing into this thing and it would sound like a gunshot. So I pulled the trigger. Gun doesn't go off. So I calmly pulled the trigger again, knowing that the person backstage would would fill in the noise uh, that the gun on stage hadn't made. Well, the problem is the person that I was supposed to be shooting at did not understand that this noise coming from backstage, which I thought sounded respectably like a gunshot, was supposed to be the gunshot. Okay. So he was still working under the premise that the gun wasn't going off and that he hadn't been shot, and he was just running around the stage. And this went on for like a minute. So the The, noise went off backstage. The the, the noise went off backstage, but he didn't understand that that (laughs) noise he was hearing was supposed to be the gun in my hand going off because every other performance... So even though the the people backstage were doing their job, and it sounded to me respectively like a gunshot, it, the the other actor didn't understand that that was what it was supposed to be. So <laughs> so he's running around waiting for the gun in my hand to go off, and he refuses to die. He's accepting no substitutes. He's not going to die until the gun in my hand goes off. And and finally, after far too long, the gun goes off, and and he falls over dead, and we're able to move on with the play, and the thing. That was kind of the saving grace in all this was that, honestly, this is my next line in the script. I've waited a long time for this moment. <laughs> and so that had that had a special meaning, that particular performance. And so, at, But at the time, it felt horrible. But the yeah. audience thought it was hysterical, oh, and, sure. and it was a comedy. So it doesn't matter so much when things go wrong in a comedy as it does when, when, when things go wrong in a, a, a serious production, a, a drama or a serious scene of, of some kind. And so... I was mortified at the time, but now it's funny. So I guess that person, I guess any other performances understood after that. Well, this was actually the closing performance, so oh. I never actually had to see or, or deal with the guy ever again. And that, okay. that, that was fine. So is there any, uh, should we say, people that you've just never want to work with again? No, no well, names. Don't have to do ev- names. Every once in a while you run across someone that you just don't gel with. But I've got to say that on, in general – the, the people that I meet in community theater are, are really good people. And some of my best friends are people I met through the theater group way back at WPI. You know, I, I had uh, I had four ushers at my wedding. And two of them were people that I met through the theater group during my college days. Oh, well, that's good. All right. So how did you learn all that you do in the theater? Mainly you're acting and anything like that or anything else. I've only actually taken two formal theater classes in my life. Most of what I've learned has been organically through working on different productions with different directors. You know, you learn this mm-hmm. this director's process and that director's process, and you you synthesize that into something that works for you. Oh, that's good. So what might be your dream part or show that maybe you've done or you'd like to do? Like, I can sort of give you the, the serious answer in the the pie in the sky answer because I don't sing or dance. I'm completely tone deaf. I have great respect for the musical arts, but no actual abilities in them. So I've never done a musical and, but I can picture a reality in which I 
was a competent singer and dancer when and I can I can picture parts in musicals that I would have loved to try and that I think I would have been good at if I could actually carry a tune, you know, like like the music man or or something like that, where it would be totally irresponsible and inappropriate (laughs) to cast me in the part. But I could see myself as a personality and so on creating the character if I could actually sing the notes. Is there a show maybe you've done that you said, you know, it's a show you did and it's wonderful. You Mm -hmm. want to do it again and again and again. (laughs) Well, The Boys Next Door that I mentioned before, I think it'd be very interesting as an adult to go back and do something that I did at the age of 21. Uh, Because the characters in that play are very substantial characters, very, uh, there are layers and and there's there's a lot going on. and, And I think, it would be nice at this age and this level of experience to go back and do that. And I have a tremendous amount of, of admiration for Shakespeare. And I've done a few oh. of his uh, a few of his plays. I've done Macbeth twice. Okay. I've done The Winter's Tale. I would love the chance to do more of those wow. as well. And, and it's another thing that as you get further along, more life experience, you start to, to realize, gosh, <laughs> there's there's more going on here than, than I picked up on as a 21-year-old. And, and I'd, I'd love to have another chance at that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure all those are definitely memorable or stuff you'd mm-hmm. love to do. But is there any part or show that you would never want to do? Well, you're talking about, <laughs> okay, we're not going to put you in a singing role or have right. you doing a nice tap dance or ballet on stage. <laughs> No, that would that would be a poor plan. <laughs> I have a couple of negative associations with shows I've done in the past that I would never want to go through again. But but they were both they were unpublished shows that uh, were original works being done by the the theater the company and right. and so I like in principle I like the idea and, and I think people who are starting out as playwrights need outlets like that need yeah. need someone and I've had some really good experiences doing original shows. You know, there's something exciting and freeing about playing a part nobody in the world has ever played before. But I've also had a couple of negative experiences that way. And the good news is th- those <laughs> those shows never made it into the published literature and there's no danger I'd ever run across them again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. All right. So are there any other jobs other than, I guess you said, uh, we've done some of the acting, you've done some backstage and support. I think you mentioned you directed once, too? I directed once, but that was way back in college. And it's just never happened here in the community. But uh, it, it's something I'd be interested in trying someday. So yeah. you may direct mm-hmm. here in community theater sure. in the area sometime. Mm-hmm. Any other jobs, possibly? Or is that just it? You're going to do the acting? Of course, well, we're not going to do the choreographer. <laughs> um, no, that's, Music director, no, I, ain't going to happen. I, I Doubt I'll ever work on a musical unless unless there's one with a non-singing part that <laughs> that someone needs filled. Well, and, and act, there are some. But. Well, again, if you think about it, uh, you being director, you could always have your musical director that does mm-hmm. the music. You have your choreographer that does the dance, and then you put it all together as a director. It's not impossible. So. <laughs> it's probably not how I would start, but no, it's not, no, <laughs> not that's, not no probably yeah. not. Nice, nice, simple play, comedy mm-hmm. or drama would be good. So, why do you like to work in community theater? What keeps well, you there's, here? There's a lot of reasons, and and the the people are a big part of what keeps most of us active. If if you don't enjoy the people you're working with, it's going to get old in a hurry. Oh yeah. And so, I really like the people that I've worked with here in the South Jersey community theater scene. But then, when you ask, you know, what is it I like about doing theater as opposed to something else I could do with the same group of people? <laughs> and, and there's more than one answer, you know, because 
you're doing a really serious Shakespearean tragedy like like Macbeth. And the richness of the language is incredible. The, the character development is incredible. And so what you like about that is digging into a really complex and interesting story. And and it feels good to, to bring to life a story like the Mary of Anne Frank. It's an important story. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels really good, even though it's hard. I've yeah. been part of two productions of that one, and it's hard. And when you're done, it's it's very rewarding, but it's it's a really gut-wrenching story, but it's also one of the most important stories. Yeah. And then you think about a show like Dashing Through the Snow, which <laughs> I was in with you, yeah. which is just a, a really <laughs> silly, campy comedy. And they're all really, they're, there are good things about all of them, but there's not one thing you enjoy about all of them. You, you know, you, you take all of them for what they are. And there's there's something great about all of them. Just but, being on stage. You know, it's you know, just creating a character and telling a story. So with all that, what might be one part of community theater that maybe the general public might not know about? Because you said you do a lot of character development, too. And they see the show. They've, they're only there for two hour, right. hour, and, two hours. And you might not realize... Uh, one, one thing you might not realize if you're not involved is just how much work it really is. And how people who are in the theater passionately disagree about things. And that's okay. <laughs> like, you can talk to someone who's a, a very experienced, very accomplished actor who will say with complete sincerity and complete authority that if you don't feel sad, if you, the actor, don't feel sad, then your character won't come across as sad. And so you can't be authentic in your portrayal of sadness or sincerity, or, or humor, or any other emotion that you're feeling, unless you really feel it yourself as an actor. And then you can have another equally experienced, equally accomplished actor who will tell you with the same absolute authoritativeness that, of course, that's not true. In real life, you don't walk through a door and find yourself at the back of a flat where there's a costume <laughs> rack right here and a props table right here and people clad in black helping you change your costume because you have to go back on in 45 seconds wearing a different outfit. None <laughs> of that is real. None of this is real. You have to make everything up. The sudden change. Yeah, and you're, you're not going to necessarily feel exactly what your character is supposed to be feeling at the time, and that's okay if you have a way of, of portraying it externally. And they're both right and they're both wrong because there, there, there is not one way to be an actor, one way to be a director. I'm not sure. It's I've been doing this long enough that it's hard to remember what my perception on this was when I was sitting in plays before I had ever done one myself. But that's something that I'm still learning and still appreciating different people's approaches to, to things. So that's probably something you wouldn't you wouldn't understand if you had never been involved. So even 20 plus years, you're still learning stuff. Absolutely. So uh, what is in the future for Kevin Don now? Well, that's hard to say because... Well, you just finished one show. I saw that (laughs) I I I just finished doing Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None with Spotlighters. And I've worked with a number of groups in the the area, Spotlighters, uh, Woodbury Sketch Club, uh, Haddonfield Plays and Players, The Village Playbox... And then I did a couple of shows with Stages at Camden County College. Okay. Uh, stages has morphed into something else now, but Much Ado About Nothing uh, was the last show I was in there, and that was a really terrific experience. And th- th- so the point is I've, 
I've worked with a bunch of really good companies. Road Company, I forgot to mention Road oh, Company okay. out in, in Williamstown. I've only done one show there, but uh, they're, they're all really great companies. Uh, I want to encourage anyone who's listening to, to go out and support all of them. One challenge that I have is I also have a job <laughs> that involves a fair amount of travel. And there's a conference I go to every November that turns out November is a really popular time for performances at just about all of these these companies I've mentioned. And one of the things that I've noticed is that I've had a lot of great experiences over the years. I'm not one to complain. Uh, I've also, there have been a lot of times when I would have liked to go out for a show or, or something like that, and I couldn't because of my travel schedule for work. So I've already kind of ruled out the rest of this academic year. I, I teach at Rowan, so I... I think of life in academic years rather than than calendar years. Oh, okay. And so I'm kind of... So the Februarys and April shows you're not interested in? Well, it's not that I'm not interested. It's that for one reason or another, none none of them's working out. That's part of the deal. And so so one of the things that I'm going to be doing next spring is is starting to look at next academic year. Okay. And what's my travel schedule and, and... what's possible and then well that's that's you know. quite that's quite common with most people of course almost everyone in community theater community theater is not their right. life mm-hmm. community theater doesn't pay the bills no especially since you don't get paid <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so it's, it, it's hard to look uh more than a year in advance or or more than a few months in advance rather because because my travel schedule is only known at most a year in advance oh, okay and so i i would love to to, to stay involved in, in like I said, they're they're all really great companies, and I've enjoyed my experiences with all of them, and I'll definitely look be looking for chances to get involved in the future. But it's it's hard to say exactly what that's going to look like. Okay, so keep an eye out for Kevin. He'll be on stage sometime, maybe not <laughs> this coming year, but sometime. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say to anyone that's interested in joining community theater? Well, the first thing is don't be shy about going to an audition at a group that you've never participated with. You you should, uh, if you see it advertised, go out. A lot of these community theater groups, I, I've found them to be very open, you know, very accepting of new people. And so there there are such things as, there's not a comment about theater. This is a comment about life in general. You know, there are, mm-hmm. there are groups that are clicky, uh, that are relatively uh, closed, and and fixed memberships and and uh, the the same people are <laughs> are kind of in charge over and over again and, and but but don't be shy don't assume all community theater groups are like that don't assume that if if you have one experience with one show and one director that that is negative don't assume that that's true of every community theater group ever <laughs> and so you know don't 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 be shy about about getting involved and. Just about every audition form, this is something else that you might not know if you've never been involved. If, if you go to an audition, there is almost always a question on the sheet. If you don't get cast, is there something else you'd like to do? And so there's always ways to get involved in a production and see what a production looks like. And so acting is my main interest in, in community theater, and, and maybe it's yours too, you, you the listener. <laughs> There's there's lots of other ways to get involved, and there's lots of groups that are constantly on the lookout for new people, and and so I'd I'd say go on the web, check out Village Playbox, check out Spotlighters, check out Sketch Club if if you're in the same geography I'm in, and yeah. find them whatever your geography is, go see a play, and ask the usher 
what are the good community theater groups around here? <laughs> they'll probably know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll probably be able to rattle off four or five more, whatever ge- your geography is. And so find them and, and uh, get involved. Yeah, because like you're saying, there's not just performing. There's a lot of stuff. See, backstage always, always looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah, and, and uh, in the murder mystery that we just closed, you know, props are really important in a murder mystery. We had a young lady named Ariel who was very good, um, who, who kept us uh, uh, kept us on task on that. But yeah, there's there's lighting, there's sound, there's set construction, uh, there's there's advertising, there's all sorts of aspects to putting a production together. Costumes yeah. and uh, costumes, <laughs> oh. and there's people who are really good at that and are in their element doing those things and don't prefer to be under the lights, and that's fine. But but even if even if your interest is in being on stage, it helps to get involved with a group and, and see how that group works. Because every group, different groups have very different characters. And even those tend to evolve. I've seen them change over time, too. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm your host, Gary Kochi, and I'd like to thank Kevin Dom for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Bensound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook as Community Theater Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. This podcast is now also available on iTunes. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theater.